Hey, yo. Don't get on the snowmobiles, kids. <laughs> oh, Does you anybody have the link to that PDF that. file of how to make the Shinzo Abe gun? We can't Jesus start the Christ. episode right in the middle of my whole thought when I was talking with someone else. <laughs> this is the scuffiest start to any of these shows ever. Hello! <laughs> Did I talk Welcome about to how I crashed what? a snowmobile on the podcast before? Yes. You was did it on, on the podcast? The was that on the podcast? When you talk about your snowmobile wreck? No. I don't think no, so. because I did wreck a snowmobile. These things do happen <laughs> Oh, damn. I bet that hurt. It did, but I was like a kid, so I had like crackhead energy, and I just kind of got <laughs> oh, back yeah. up. Yeah. The, the Wolverine gene where you can just yeah. like regenerate immediately. Welcome to Shrimp Hours 28. <laughs> 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 I think it's 28. Uh, coming at you with a six pack of shrimps. I'm here. Rusty's here. Cody's here. Slap's here. We have resurrected Ed Soundhead. Uh, so he's back. And of course, we've got our guest, Blake McCandless. Blake, who are you? What do you do? Um, I I'm a dude that is not really important to anything. I don't know why you guys want to talk to me. <laughs> nah, what the uh, none of us are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, over the last couple of years, Twitch streamer, uh, I'm the voice of Ace Speedway in Altamaha, North Carolina, uh, done a little bit of uh, work the last couple of years, NASCAR and NBC and, and Pit Road TV doing some work with the Cars Tours, you know, just on that on that announcing grind. Uh, I, I co-commentate the NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, um, so yeah, people pay me to talk, even though I sound like an idiot. So cooler shit than literally all of us. All right, cool. Thank you. <laughs> we also have dueling background cardboard cutout figures. I just realized you've got a Jeff Gordon and Slap as the Brad. Oh, I do have a Jeff Gordon too. It's hard. It's hard to see. It's so damn tall. There's no. So the one thing about this Jeff Gordon cutout that I have um, is it is. Like, because Gordon's what? He's like 5'3 or something. He's like a tiny He's dude. Pretty short, dude. Yeah. 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 This, this cardboard cutout of him, which is him drinking a Coke, by the way, is before the Pepsi oh. days. Oh, He's that's like, weird. He's like 5'8. In the in this cardboard cutout, it's <laughs> like I mean, if you got the video up, I mean, you could see like his chest, and that's pretty much it. But he's drinking a Coca Cola, you know. <laughs> this is but. from before he would cut down on you at Texas, right here. This is that Jeff. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> God, that okay. Was a recent revelation. That brings us into what's Twitter doing? Because I heard that people found a clip of Jeff Gordon saying uh. that that was his fault. Yeah. And everyone was like, vindicate my boy. Vindicate my boy. Oh, we, we didn't need him to say that, but I'm glad hat. he did. The championship <laughs> hat. Vindicate my boy. Hmm. Yeah, we didn't need him to say that, but I'm glad he did because, uh, you know, anybody, I've never been wrong, first of all. <laughs> Brad's and never been anywhere wrong about anything in his life. He's never he's, he's always right about everything. Literally, not even one time. It's kind of crazy. But right, I want to go through that, a. Uh... We did it. A few more Twitter Twitter stories. Um, NASCAR was testing some mufflers this week, uh, and basically they everyone in the industry. Them yet, that's tomorrow, okay, it's on Wednesday. So they will be testing some mufflers, You're and I've seen on me on pretty Thursday. much everyone in the industry saying, "Okay, cool, that's great," because the cars were too loud. And then I still saw fans who were like, oh, "I can't believe they're gonna they're gonna go electric now." You're taking the sound out of racing is so upsetting. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Twitter. Yeah, they're Dude, always why, great I, I mean, as long as it ain't like Formula E or something, that's really, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you, as long as it's not a, sounds like a fucking vacuum cleaner, I think they're we'll be still okay. probably going to be incredibly loud. Can you not do some like electric guitar plugins to make that shit sound sweet? Uh, have you heard the Porsches, the, uh, the Taycans? Because yeah. those sedans, they got, they have like the simulated noise and you hear them driving around and it just sounds like a joke. Like, well, maybe we're so not, stupid. maybe the technology's not quite there yet, but I believe that one day we can make electric cars sound sweet because I mean, or, or we could just I, go. Like, I do think electric cars are sweet. We could just go to the sustainable model and just have them powered by 100% ethanol, you know. I thought you were going to say water, but I'm not, I'm not trying to die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not trying I've to get assassinated by the CIA fucking <laughs> oil barons. <laughs> running out uh, of a right. diner, grabbing your throat, and just collapse in the parking lot. No, that, that was the McDonald's Sprite. The McDonald's Sprite did that to him. I'm 100% convinced. The Pentagon <laughs> yeah. is expressing interest in this invention. Uh, conspiracies aside, I want to talk about some paint schemes for Drip or Drown, because I don't think there is any other big drama on Twitter, unless I missed anything. 
Uh, uh, there's drama on YouTube, but not Twitter. There's drama on YouTube? What's the drama on YouTube? Uh, Steven Crowder and like the whole Daily Wire thing. I don't know. What the uh, yeah. fuck is that? What, uh, Steven Crowder got offered $50 million across four years to be like on contract with them and like, you know, do like conservative commentary for them and uh -huh. everything. And uh, he, he rejected it. And instead of like making a second offer, because it was just the first offer from the Daily Wire to be on contract yeah, it was a with a term him. sheet. It wasn't even like an official contract. Yeah. Yeah. So like instead of like hashing it out, he goes on his own show and says, Oh, this is basically a, sl a slave contract. This is like a <laughs> This is, this is this is this is basically exploitative because it wants me to conform with YouTube's terms of service. I was like, yeah, the Daily Wire is paying you to be a YouTuber. That means you have to be on YouTube, which means you have to conform with their terms of service, which you already fucking do. And he's already, he and he's like, oh, well, YouTube has it out for like conservative commentators or whatever. Uh, but he, he is literally the biggest political commentator that's independent on all of YouTube. You know, you look at all the other independent commentators. He is literally the biggest one, like six million subscribers or what the fuck ever. And he's like trying to stand up and say, it's, oh, Daily Wire's in bed with big tech or whatever, all this bullshit. Yeah. I was like, my brother in Christ, they're offering you $50 million to do what you're already doing. And just don't violate YouTube terms of service, which you have already done. <laughs> All right. And I think it's a psyop. I think it's a psyop so that <laughs> Steven Crowder and the Daily Wire like had this like agreement where they were just like, "Hey, offer me 50 million so I can flaunt that in front of investors and I can launch my own like uh, mm. you know, uh, right to inflate his uh his yeah, value." His, it, yeah, able to inflate his value and be able to like launch his own media company and all that shit. That that's what this is all about. It's him trying to you know bolster himself. This is all a psyop. It's bullshit. Sure. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know it's not this bullshit. This week on slaps crazy moments in history. Not yet. Even not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. We have. I'm, I want to do Drip or Drown first. Get the NASCAR <laughs> stuff out of the way. All right. So uh, here's here's a few of the paid schemes that have been announced this week that I want to take a look at. First of all. Uh, oh, RFK yeah. released their oh, Castrol oh, Edge cards. Oh, mm. Speaking, speaking yeah. of edge, I'm edging just looking at this. And that is a, an insta drip right there. Ooh. These things slap. Yeah. Chrome numbers on a dark base? Very nice. Man, I can tell you, NRF is really going to hate these paint schemes. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the same car. How dare they? No, they look sick. I'm glad oh, they didn't boy. try to do like a negative one because then one of them's going to look worse than the other. I don't think they're going to run these at the same race, but either way, they look sick. Mm. Uh, Castrol so is just naturally those. like those colors can look yeah. really good. Dude, on a black base now, it's like, mmm. Mm, yeah. yeah, with Casey mm. Atwood back in the day, those still look good with a white base. Uh, all right, next up, because those are both drips, obviously. Did you did you get the one I sent you? Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, all right. Christopher Bell. Man, different. <laughs> I got questions. This this I got crap. Questions. I got concerns. The drop shed on the roof on. is my biggest question. Oh wait, yeah. Why is it up here too? What the fuck? It's oh, not even. No. What, is that like a triangle? Drown it. It's never been italicized, no. but it's never well, had a was. fat drop like that. Drown it. Ooh. Like yeah, this is a very forgettable scheme. Like in three oh, years. Oh, oh no! That render. Like, that yeah. render. That render. Nah, bro. Relax. Yeah, this relax. is this. Settle down. This, Settle I don't down. know what's going it's on. It's just a drawing. Drown. <laughs> yeah, these this are the same, numbers, This is the same though. problem with uh, Martin Truex when he had the uh, the black numbers on the. Uh, uh, Bass Pro Shop. So they're not actually black. They're just chrome, but they're gonna look black whenever it's dark. So. Yeah, yeah it's pretty gross. My, my opinion, uh, very forgettable. Like in three yeah. years, you're not going to remember yeah. what this year's DeWalt car looked like. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Everyone remembers the like 2017 DeWalt car, and no one's going to remember this one. Does anybody remember the 2003 like DeWalt saw blade that Matt Kenseth had on like the side yeah. of his car? Yeah. At the time, I thought it looked kind of goofy, but that was actually kind of sick in retrospect. Yeah. That's awesome. That sucks. Most of Matt It's a drown. Were well, uh, what are they right. trying to do like with the fender and the quarter panel? Like, did it. I, 
It's it, too it just, busy. What are these lines? But they don't make what any does sense. It, it doesn't the, flow the at all. Panel. What is looks that? Like, like the zigzagging. Yeah. You know, so you look, know what's it looks bad? Like the, the line for my subscriber count. What the fuck is that? <laughs> nah. <laughs> looks, tell me that doesn't look like the Atlanta Falcons logo right there. At least yours is going up. <laughs> well, I, don't know if, I don't know enough about football. Is, oh my God. A little bit. It's the Atlanta Falcons logo. <laughs> you want it to be or not? The Look choke the, city, choke city. Big stroke on the interstate batteries, like yeah, that is huge. Even uh, it has the drop shadow here too. Look at how thick it is here. Oh, this is tough. And the the lines make no sense. The front going like downwards, and then ugh, ugh. all right, next. That's it. A hot feels like though. two people made this, but one had the bottom half, the other had the top half. <laughs> yeah, kind of met in the middle. Uh, all right, next up, shout out to these friends. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. oh my uh, Zane Smith and Todd Gillen's speedy cash rides for front row this year. I thought the two th 2018 speedy cash cars looked bad, but this is this is, <laughs> this, is This is not a good look. <laughs> the front ends look bad. The the fact that I don't I can't tell which number looks better because they both look so so bad. Like one has the orange ones, the white outline, the one without the white outline looks like out of place and oh man. Yeah. Uh, this is right. like another one made by committee. Like one half was of the committee was just like make it flat black, the other half was just like make it green and they kind of met in the middle and they came up with this abomination. This These looks like a NASCAR 2005 chase for the cup, like base on this scheme. <laughs> yeah, the way the Bumps. hood is like cut out and it's like smaller on the truck because that's where the actual hood is. Ugh. Yeah. Real quick, I know somebody that can help them for the uh, Coke racing uh, season. I got to talk to someone about that. Because if Cozy shows up to the Coke series with this car, we're going to have some problems. Oh my so God, is that crazy. it? Yeah. Oh no! I'll I'll try talking to some people. Uh, all right, so that's a fat drown. Uh, next up, uh, Ryan Priest, uh, Haas. Like it's it. a step back. I feel like it's a step back. No, it's that, I like it more than the silver. That is shades of Kurt Busch, two thousand three at yes, Darlington. Yes, exactly yep. what I'm thinking. Yeah, but the silver was hot. The silver was so sexy. Uh, the silver it's clean. Uh, it's clean. I feel no, like this is so much more like clean. Haas forty one. The red, the black, the white. I like it. I like I it agree. I agree, but I don't know. In person, that 41 was sexy with mm. the silver. Well, Castle I've ever uh, mapped this render, by the way, with the, f <laughs> the stretched oh, ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, shit. That, that's, <laughs> Otherwise, to... that's, that's pretty good. That's that's sufficiently Overall, drippy. Overall, that uh, rear quarter panel wrapping is kind of cringe. Well, I mean, that's just the, the 3D model. Uh, yeah, he's we'll, also we'll running see. a United Rental Cars, which is solid. Yeah. Next, yeah, no. it looks like a Cole Custer. Uh, it looks like a, a Chase it's Briscoe safe. car. I like it. Yeah, yeah, they've been. I feel like this car's been around for five years. Yeah, the different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Next yeah. up. Yeah. So RFK, they did oh. not need to do this. They did not need to show up to a test with an entirely new design. A, a Ken Block tribute with his and name on the is, window. Oh, on, the, on the window. Oh, shit. Shit. based off of his yeah. uh, his oh Fiesta God, design. Bro. Oh, and they and, and they need to show up to Daytona with this because that also fits the uh, they can't seventy fifth anniversary colors. They can't, you know why? Because the fucking side skirts are painted. Yeah. Oh, no, that. that's what makes Cringe. it. What do you mean you can't do that? Cringe. They do that for the rate. Uh, Ford doesn't like it. Schemes. They can do that's it for a test scheme, but they can't do it. Ford uh, won't won't allow it. Because like Keselowski was like tagging Dale Jr. Like, please God, let us do this during the regular season. And I feel like Toyota right. doesn't allow it either. I'm going to you get the rider truck, take it up to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, Jesus we're painting yellow. And we're driving. God, this is so cool. So, it, it was really cool of them to do this. Can we speak towards how hot. every team that tests has an opportunity to get massive engagement and like exposure when they put out like a banger test scheme? Because there was a couple people running like all oh. black with like a white number. That's not how you generate that's any I mean. interest. That, that's what I mean when I say they did not have to do this. Like it's not like standard for anyone to come out with something cool for a test. Uh, RFK went above and beyond. And that's, awesome. hard. That's, Ken, that's a Kim Block like throwback. Also, it's like the 75th anniversary colors. Like it's perfect. 
Now, I will ask a question like the RFK like thing at the bottom with the little three, you know, yeah, yeah. But I don't even know what the hell you call that because I'm not a designer, but like, are you guys for or against that in the scheme? Because honestly, I don't think it, it doesn't work. I, I think it's fine here, I think it works. Yeah. All right. It's a little weird not extending down beyond the skirt, oh, I guess. Right, yeah. But I'll allow I'm okay it with because it. the rest of the car is so fucking hot. I hope they make a die cast of that because that is so. Oh, sick. I'm buying the hat, the shirt, the flag, the die cast, <laughs> the socks. The fucking oh yeah, Dale Jr. He started a. That's he started cool, a dude. hashtag in reply to that and said hashtag free the skirt, which uh Hey yo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dale. Oh, yeah. Uh all I right. Next up, picture oh. taken from the oh. Penske shop of this Joey Logano car, which looks very Steve Park like. Yeah, no red numbers, big dub. Lots of lots of black and yellow. It looks great. It um, would look better <laughs> with red numbers. No, I don't think so. That's my I thinking disagree. too. I like the black. I'd, I'd like to see it. Car. I'd like to put it's it. hot. It's still put hot. Put a twelve. Put a twelve on the door, and I'm gonna come. <laughs> well, and <laughs> and put something on the the quarter panel here. That's a little aggressive, but you know what? I'm there for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> and I want to see it. I don't know if they're they're gonna put anything up here, but I really hope they. Yeah, Dude. it looks wrong with all that space there. Yeah, like, there's yeah, got to be a, a Penzoil logo you know? right there. There's got to be a Penzoil like tagline or something like. I don't know Penzoil. <laughs> you know, just put a shell logo right there. Yeah, that works. Put two-time Cup champion Low Baldo right there and just have it cover up that. He's whole got part. hair now. He's got hair now. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's actually really game. funny. Uh, Bob was posting the interview with Joey Logano and he had hair, and I was like, "Who the? Oh yeah, Joey Logano has hair now." <laughs> Air Club for Men is an incredible product. All right, let's just put that out there. Uh, all right, that is uh, Drip or Drown. A uh, lot of drip this week, I got to say. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, I think they yeah. finally figured out this uh, forward number placement. It's getting it's getting to that season. Got, I'm getting excited. Everyone's revealing their cars. It's a good time. Mm. It's been looking kind of good, honestly. Mm. I'm an early converter. Let it be known. <laughs> Let it be known. I was it was my job at the beginning to prove that I could look good. You wouldn't believe me. It's all about uh, execution. Like most things. Yeah, it work. is. It really is. Uh slap, it is your turn to take the floor. It's time <laughs> for right. Slap's crazy ass oh, moments yeah. in history. All right, we're, tonight tonight we're I, talking about the nineteen nineteen molasses flood. <laughs> the great molasses flood of nineteen nineteen in Boston. Boston. The great Boston molasses flood. All right. So why were they storing all this molasses in Boston? Uh, during the Great War, there was a ration on sugar. So nobody could add sugar to like anything because it was just, you know, the, the army was using it to sell, to, to uh, equip their own troops and to sell abroad and all that shit. So if you go to Boston now, you ever have Boston brown bread or Boston baked beans, it's all flavored with molasses. There's no sugar in it yeah. uh, because that molasses was the only thing that like, people had to as a sweetener. Mm. So uh, that that's why that still exists. Uh, in 1915, uh, the Purity Distilling Company builds a massive storage tank for molasses coming into Boston's North End neighborhood. Uh, the reason why uh, they built this there was uh, just to have it in holding so they could distill it because ethanol that they distilled from the molasses was used in explosives and stuff. And uh, that was big business for uh, World War One. There was, uh, you know, millions of Europeans going to their graves early. So there's, you know, of course, the Americans have to like make, you know, big demo dollars because of all of that. <laughs> So they build this uh, 90 foot wide, 50 foot tall holding tank for all this molasses that's coming in that waiting to be distilled and all that. Uh, it held 2.5 million gallons of molasses. Uh, at least that's what it theoretically held. Uh, the moment they built it, they put a guy in charge of it by the name of Arthur P. Gell who uh, had never built <laughs> anything in his life. He was just a financial <laughs> advisor. 
who uh, had a track record of getting things done ahead of schedule. So they brought him in. <laughs> but he was kind of like not an engineer at all. So he just like gets this job done as quick as possible. And immediately the molasses uh, holding cell is leaking all over, mm. you know, through the rivets and everything. Legend has it that uh, kids that lived in the uh, North End, uh, their parents would give them these little jars to take to school. So when they came back home, they could stop by the holding tank and fill it with molasses so their parents could get free molasses. This thing is and, huge, by the way. Look at this. Yeah, oh, my God. In a residential neighborhood. There were no building codes back then. Is this just During, someone's house right here? <laughs> residential. Yeah, it was a residential neighborhood. It was 90 <laughs> feet from the uh, main road. I, that didn't even look like 90 feet to me. But it was uh, in your hood. This is in the hood, right? This is yeah, this is yeah. right, right next to people's homes. There were there were no building codes uh, in Boston at this time. So you, you could build say. whatever the fuck you wanted to. Um, this was dubbed not a building but a structure so there were no codes you had to adhere to you could just do whatever you wanted to um, yeah so they just they, they built this freaking thing up it was leaking molasses like a sieve you know all these kids are just going by and just scooping up molasses for their parents and all that shit Got some um, in, it, no big deal. in 19 in 1917 I think they fixed it you know, fixed it by painting the storage uh, tower the same color as the molasses, so people could <laughs> tell that it was bleaking. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's probably what I would do. And uh, this story all comes to a head in 1919 on a January morning. It's a very cold morning. It's like 20 degrees out. And a ship comes in to drop off some new molasses to to top off the tank. By the way, when they tested the tank to make sure that it could like hold uh, all this molasses, the test was uh, six inches of water down at the bottom. And then they drained all that out and they said, yep, good to go. And uh, that was it. So they're topping this thing off for all 2.5 million gallons of molasses uh, in this January <laughs> cold morning. Man, it's freezing. I could... You know, I could warm myself up with a nice molasses bath. <laughs> yeah, but the the tanker of this molasses is having a real hard time getting this molasses like off ship and onto the tanker or onto the uh, holding tank. Um, so they decide they're going to divert heat from the coal fire to the molasses they have on board. So it will warm up and it'll become uh, more viscous and like, drain into the holding tank. And that works. It gets it off the ship. But uh, that mixed with all the cold molasses inside the tank, and it starts to ferment and build you know, this pressure, these bubbles. And an eyewitness says he hears one rivet come off the holding tank like you know, a gunshot. And then two, <laughs> and then three. And then after that, there's a pause. And then boom, 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 boom. He said it sounded like a machine gun. Oh, shit. Oh, Holy man. shit. And the whole side of this blows open. And this, you know, two million gallons of molasses flows through the north, uh, the north end of Boston, clear through the whole town. This was a heavily uh, immigrant area, you know, populated area. So, you know, the whole... The way the government treated it was, uh, oh, they're just immigrants. They're not real people, you know. Uh. With the, who gives a fuck? Jesus. So all this molasses flowed through, and uh, the original count was 11 people died. It was actually uh, elevated to 21 people because uh, if you— uh, are involved in a molasses flood, uh, you don't drown in molasses. You're suffocated by it. A lot oh. of the bodies could not be identified because after the molasses cooled in the January weather, uh, they were just encased in molasses and nobody knew who these people were or anything. Uh, you know, some people literally died trying to pull other people out because they just got sunk into it. And it was it, it's just probably the worst way to go. Honestly, this is molasses Pompeii. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that uh, that uh, broken down 
uh, <laughs> elevated rail track you just saw up there, oh, one of yeah. those pictures of the elevated rail track, 10 seconds before the uh, uh, tank blew, a freight train took off from there. So it just narrowly missed that. So that freight train did not, you know, fall down on the residential neighborhood and all that. So, yeah, the, there was a lot of finger pointing by ah. the purity distilling company saying like, oh, well, we didn't know what happened. Oh, it was this guy or it was the contractor or all this. But the people who lived there uh, kind of banded together and said like, no, we knew this tank was faulty because we were collecting molasses from it for years before this. And uh, eventually they got compensation, you know, it, equivalent to today's money. I think it was $260,000 per person um, that uh, had died, you know, to the families and all that, which is a paltry amount considering what had happened. You know, just people being stupid and all that. But yeah, there's the uh, 1919 molasses mud flood. <laughs> all that over some molasses. So there were some molasses after the war had already ended. Slap, I have some stuff to add to this. Oh, really? Because you Mm. mentioned in last week's podcast that you might be talking about the molasses flood this week. And Mm. we have had some reporting in the field. Mm. Uh, I've received an email. Uh, I'm dipping early into fan mail because it's this good. Uh, This was sent in from Carl. uh, And he says... Hi, shrimps. To aid in Slap's presentation, I went out to the lovely north end of Boston before my workday and took some photos of what the area looks like today. Dude. Oh, Dude. shit. Uh, it's so a this baseball is, field. This is picture one. He says this is a view from Cops Hill. The home plate of this Little League field is where the tank was. Oh, shit. Uh, the the wow. tank was about twice as tall as the backstop, uh, and the elevated railroad was put underground post-World War II. Uh, the tall ship in okay. the background is the USS Constitution, a still active U.S. naval ship. Yeah. Hell Dude. And Shout out more. to that. That's sick. Yeah, Shout the, out to the uh, Subaru right I, there. I, another on. thing I forgot to mention, as early as the 1960s, they said on a hot summer day, the entire north end of Boston would smell like molasses. Because <laughs> it was seeped into the concrete, and it would seep out, and you could smell it on a summer day. Dude, uh, this one he says is uh, that's how thick it was. He's pointing about twenty feet high, and the wave was about thirty feet high. So imagine living on the third floor Christ, and having a wave of hot molasses yeah, crash through your window. Fifty feet high, so that tracks. Yeah, that tracks. There's imagine living on the third floor the and having a wave of hot molasses crash through your window, burn, crush, and drown you to death. I'm good. Dude, dude, what Slap was talking about, like how it was, it started out hot and then it just like encased people and cooled off. Yeah. Oh, they were just stuck in it. I'm just picturing this human equivalent of just like those mosquitoes in Jurassic Park. They finally, (laughs) yeah, like mosquitoes and amber. amber, Let's get DNA from them and mix them with frog DNA and try to resurrect (laughs) species. Here's a here's a third photo. Uh, once again, the tank is where the home plate is, and this uh, botchy court is where uh, a fire station was. So Joe Rogan was me. Yeah, so that tank was 50 feet tall, so that would have been one more story than that red building. Yeah. So here he says, uh, "There's a building that used to be on this corner here." It was called the Clowardy House. Rusty, okay. Uh, which is where <laughs> a lot of the people... We're driving good. We're driving good. We're good, we're good, we're good. There, we're was, a, there good. was a building here uh, where a lot of the people just died instantly. That was not the place to pop, bro. That was not all. It was the camera. It was the camera. No, we returned to chaos. <laughs> Does that remind you of any other towers that? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Rusty's dying over here. He's dead. He's deceased. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, yeah, I'm sure days. you are. Move along, son. Move along. Here's, here's another go. picture of the. Uh, of the uh oh wow you know, oh that's a six foot dude this is how tall this backstop is and the tank was twice as tall as that God, God damn. 
Why are you laughing? I'm putting you on the screen, you animal. I'm here, I'm here. He's, laughing. He's laughing at 21 people dying being encased in molasses. That is kind of shoddy building regulations. Slightly based. Uh, shout out funny. to uh, shout funny. out to shout out to Carl for uh, for sending in those pictures and yeah, doing that, the, the I field know research. We had the, uh, Probably moving shrimps. like that hypnosis video we were watching the other day in slow <laughs> motion. <laughs> <laughs> molasses that's great slap you should tease each moment so in case anyone wants to get any like field studies done if you have anything lined up for next week i i did but i forgot about it oh all right that's fine <laughs> all right that was slap's crazy ass moments in history if anybody wants to go to uh miami to, sh to scope out the miami fbi shootout let me know <laughs> Jesus oh, I look so. I'm not gonna lie. I listened to that last week, and uh, I was driving. Sorry. I was driving uh, to Charlotte uh, to work some hockey this weekend, and I, uh, I was enthralled with the the entire story. <laughs> well, unfortunately, Rusty was laughing maniacally through all of that. <laughs> oh, really? I'm sorry. Damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, next segment. <laughs> I love Rusty so goddamn much. Oh my god, dude. Nintendo Wii doing, bruh? How's <laughs> the Wii U? Who's the real animal this week? I'd like to apologize to all the audio listeners to this show. <laughs> Imagining right there, drowning puppies or something. We come back from Getting the animal dark planet place right there. screen, and Rusty just has a dead serious face. What, what was this segment again? <laughs> the animal planet. I'm literally crying right now. Oh my god. Like Disney Rusty, World. Great. All right. Uh, welcome to Animal Planet, a segment where we talk about uh, animals. At racing events or gyms or malls or literally wherever people acting like animals uh if we can gather this back together oh i'm trying to recover from this man i'm gonna be the funniest thing i've ever seen sorry started 45 minutes late just for this <laughs> i was only like 10 minutes after we normally start Blake, I guess I should have asked you to prepare something in advance. Because you, I mean, you announce a race track. You've probably seen a lot of animals, right? Um, you know, not, not really. Uh, there's been infestations when we went to Hickory, like for, uh. Oh, I don't mean actual animals. Oh. We're talking about like actual we're talking animals. About Mostly we're talking about animalistic behavior by humans. We're talking about people right? acting yeah. like animals. We're talking about. Has anybody ever know, pissed it, on your car? Yeah, <laughs> or spit on it. I don't know. A Ace was interesting this year because uh, we uh, we we had the tire shortage, you know, hit us pretty hard. So like before the season started, they kind of like cut out half the schedule. So we went like we had we had a date in April. May was rained out, and so then we had like two and a half months between the first and second race of the year. So oh, it it, it was a light schedule this year. So it, we the the opportunity for animals was not a. Uh, quite as high as it usually is uh cody where the heck were you this week you and your big ass jacket <laughs> it's my cozy jacket looks like a seahawks thing it does kind of like a cyberpunk there was some guy though that like told me off at ace so you know so so Ooh. this is so uh yeah I'll oh, who's tell talking shit yeah yeah, yeah. so um anyway so there's uh this date uh, at ace that's you know it's like kids night or whatever it's like family night and you know they'll have these different setups and i was telling you, know, you off on family night 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, we'll bring out I'm these bouncy houses and everything. It was kind of my fault in a way, but I'll get to that. Um, so one thing that they do, uh, which apparently is some big tradition, you know, that, you know, my grandpappy's pappy was running in the bike races at Ace Speedway. You know, they'll literally just have like different, you know, age groups of kids or whatever um, that, you know, they'll just do a half a lap or a quarter lap or whatever, depending on their age. And uh, this guy, like, before uh, the bike races had started, had, like, come up to the booth and was, like, wanting me to talk about, like, his son. Um, I can't remember. He had some type of disability or something, but he had, like, won a bike race, like, 20 years ago or something. And he wanted me to just, like, mention it really quick, um, you know, before this whole thing started. Rusty, don't laugh at this right now. And... Um, <laughs> Sorry. And, and so, uh, yeah, so we were, we were going to talk about that and everything. And then uh, as we get closer to race time, you know, shit happens at racetracks. Just schedule gets out of whack. People don't show up uh, to, like when they're supposed to. Uh, there was confusion about like which age groups were going and then they were going to group them all together. And just all this stuff happened uh, like as we were running the bike races. So things just kind of got way out of whack. The schedule got out of whack. And uh you know, they ran, they, we, we just had to run the bike races really quick and then, you know, get the national anthem and stuff. Cause one thing we do is we'll run on time, you know, that's kind of our priority. And so I kind of get back up to the booth as we're starting to run our extreme class, which is, you know, just a little, just, you know, kind of the beginner division out there. And, uh, this parent comes up there and I forgot to talk about this kid or whatever that like, you know, he had come up there and said, oh, I want you to talk about my kid. I'm like, yeah, I'll get it or whatever. And uh, obviously, like through all the chaos and confusion and, and all this stuff, just forgot about it. And uh, he just came up to the booth and was, you know, saying you're shitty at your job and whatever. Like, you're just a fucking kid. Don't know what you're doing and everything <laughs> and whatever. And all of so, dork. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Uh, thank you. Uh, out of here, please. Ages left, but coming I don't up know. in he, your booth talking shit because you didn't yeah, do he, him a favor. Don't get out of here. Yeah, pretty much. So, Come out of here. Uh, other than that, man, like crowd Ace was awesome. I I loved being around there. Oh, yeah. People were great. Everything like it was super cool. Everything ran on time, which uh, if you go to like any other racetrack is always a big fucking struggle. And yeah, Ace, they're, they're like on their shit, uh, except when it rained. Like when it rained, but you can't do anything about that. But other than yeah. that, like. Everything, everything was really cool about Ace, but that was like my one animal experience, I guess, uh, at Ace this year. Damn, that Damn. sucks. I feel bad for you. Yeah, you know, he'll be back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cody, where the hell were you this week? I was up north in the frozen tundra of Eagle, <laughs> Eagle River, tell. Wisconsin. Snowmobiles. It was basically the ice version of Martinsville. It's these fucking snowmobile races at this half mile oval track <laughs> with these long ass straightaways. It was a uh, pretty sweet. And I'll uh, you know show you a couple little small things just to give you a little taste of what my weekend was like. Taste a smidgen. Mm. Oh, that is like up there, up there. Yeah, it's it's like thirty. That's minutes almost the peninsula. The UP. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty close to the UP. I might have seen commercials for this on TV. You might have. Let me know when you got this playing. Oh, is this uh? Forty-eight streaming. Is this from this weekend? Yeah. Oh, so this is you on the camera. Okay, hold on. Let me let me uh let me pull this thing up here. Well, hold on. Hey, <laughs> got it. God dang it! I gotta make sure you guys get audio too. Okay. How'd you do in the twenty-four this week? Oh, it's just I'll talk about it. Just the races. And yeah, some these guys ate shit up at the front. They banked the snow. Oh, oh, oh my god! Shit. They're both fine, but yeah, that uh, that was an example of what can happen when something goes wrong. But yeah, it's a little half mile ice oval. Is this on a lake? A half mile with fucking snowmobiles and you can just pop off? But yeah, that's that's basically it. Wait, what? Uh, apparently this year's conditions, the ice was really thin and they didn't get too much ice, which made track conditions really bad, so it was rough. 
There's they didn't have too much ice to spare. Too much thickness. Normally, if they have a lot more ice, they can like shave it down and grate it a little bit, but then make it a lot more smooth. Was that Chet Christner? Interesting. Yeah, that is. That is. Wow. I love Chet. Yeah, I've heard He's him do a... a lot of dirt racing, but not not ice racing. He normally <laughs> does like open wheel and USAC midget type stuff in a sprint Can't car, but uh, he does the uh, commentating for that World Championship snowmobile derby every year. <laughs> Shout out. I so called I like a couple. Of, I called some minutes. iRacing races with him uh, during the pandemic. Oh, cool. That opportunity to any uh also... any snow animals up there yeah i was gonna get to that in a sec pull up my uh stream real quick that's why i give you a little i had a little interesting uh shooting perspective i thought i was gonna be hey, miserable yo. this weekend just because i hear like hey you're gonna be working snowmobiles out on the ice and shooting like possibly 10 12 hour days i actually had it pretty cozy i'll show you my little setup here Ooh. walk out the press box so this is like the uppermost level on like all like the stands and suites and stuff. Mm. Walk down a half level. Oh, what's this? This little hole in the fence. And I climb oh, my That's not a here. hole. That's a. Mm. Oh. Climb up onto the shortcut. Climb up onto the roof. This is the roof of the suites. This is I like a slight path. angle right here. No, this is just my footpath. This fucking sweet. And then onto this little oh, deck. Oh, this is kind of cool. This little deck that's like 8x8 eight eight or 10x10. Bro, 10. this is awesome. And what a the setup. power lines and audio lines run out oh, there. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, here's the view of the track. Dude, that looks better than like your normal like dirt track setup. Oh, the dirt? Then, uh, yeah, some of the dirt dude, track it setups looks... are like... Climb on into the... Dude, uh, that looks the... banked. I got a big-ass oh, heater yeah. in there. Hell oh, yeah. hell yeah. Heater keeping me warm. Tent keeping me shielded from the wind. Propane tank heater. I love propane and propane accessories. Yeah, too bad it might give you a asthma. Nah, it's fine. It's a clean burning fuel, I tell you what. Tell you what, once the show's <laughs> it's over, it's you pretty well ventilated too. I think you'll be all right. So shooting wise, yeah, the experience is pretty uh fun. But the biggest animal I experienced was when I first got there. I got to give a shout out to my coworker Matt. He's the first animal in the story, telling me oh. I had to get to the track two hours earlier than I actually had to. <laughs> he told I didn't have to be there till nine. I found out, but he told me seven, like through I guess like a pretty vague text. Oh, so you had to wake uh, up early. And yeah, it's an hour drive. I uh. Yeah, call time's at 7. It's an hour drive. It takes me like an hour or so to get ready, and I wanted to get there like a half an hour early. It's like, I've never been here before. I want to know where to go, get my credentials, check in, everything. So basically, I had to be up at like 4.30 the previous morning. Ugh. Yeah. See, I'm just sitting around. Uh, I get there. It's early. I was texting back and forth with Matt. It's like, yep, I got here early. I knew it. So I'm just kind of chilling in my car. Some guy is coming around, I guess, like just doing security work and just getting stuff ready around the grounds. And he starts like pestering me about a parking pass. And this is after I'd already gotten my like media pass. I'm actually still wearing it right now, my little wristband. And like at every dirt track I've been to, there's no parking passes. There's nothing. It's like, hey, you got your wristband, All right? Cool. And so I start telling him that he's like, oh, you need a parking pass. Like, and I, Basically, he's like, all right, where do I go get that? And he tells me I got to go get at this building that's like halfway across the grounds. And it's snowy, obviously. It's freezing. And I'm wearing my dirt, uh, my dirt, my warm stuff. But it's obviously a, still a pain in the ass to walk all the way over there. Or I could drive over there and then risk losing my spot. So I was like, all right, dude, whatever. I close my door. I start walking over there. As I'm like 10 steps away, he kind of like comes like jogging up to me, like wagging his finger. He's like, don't you give me attitude. I guess I closed my door too hard. I have a crappy Ford Focus. It's cold as shit. The thing like is old and kind of squeaky. It takes a little force to close it. Yeah. He thought that was me like giving him backlash and attitude. So he thinks I'm the one giving him attitude. So then he immediately comes up and starts giving me attitude. <laughs> And God, I, I it was a power was, tripping. Yeah, this is already two days ago. I wish I, <laughs> I, I wish I remembered it a little bit better and clearer. But uh, yeah, he starts like yelling me and scolding me like he's my goddamn parent, accusing me of having attitude. 
It's like, dude, like you're the one that came up to me grilling me about a parking pass. I said, all right, I'm walking away to do it. Now I, you're accusing me of closing my door too hard. It's like, it sounds like to me, you're the one that's trying to find something to start. Yeah, you're, you're the one going out of your way shit. to find trouble. You yeah. talk to this old man right in his fucking shit is what you should have <laughs> done. Yeah, you should have just knocked him out cold, put him in the trunk, and be done with it. Yeah, and yeah, I was, dude, I was fed up. Laying him out on the track. At that. Lay him and out on the basically, track. And he made me drive out of there to go get the thing. And I was like, dude, what happens if I leave, uh, lose my spot? He's like, you're not going to. So I was like, all right, I'm going all right, whatever. I kind of drove out of there pretty quickly. Yeah, we we know from Boston if you encase him in molasses, like he'll freeze and <laughs> nobody will be able nobody will be able to identify the body. I was fully prepared. Like once I got back, if someone took my spot to just park in front of them and just park them in, be like, hey, so this this gentleman told me that no one was gonna park here. So yeah, I go get my stupid parking pass, come back, and right when I'm starting to think, it's like you know what was I the one in the wrong in this was i the asshole was i like actually giving him attitude and he was like just not having it one of his co-workers that i guess saw the entire thing start to finish came up to me and started apologizing to me on his behalf he's like i'm sorry like we're really stressed like it's taken so much to, like get all this put together like he's being short with everyone this morning i got to apologize like, oh, that's very him. nice and yeah, so, yeah like right when i was starting to think it's like was was i in the wrong was i actually giving him attitude like was was I'm not justified in like being pissed off about that. Like one of his coworkers saw it and was apologizing to me on his behalf. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So he was being a dick. Thank you. All right. I still say you should sock. <laughs> yeah. I should have encased him in molasses, put him in the trunk, be done with it. Yeah. Uh, all right. That was Animal Planet. Oh, and shout out to Fly Racing, by the way, for giving us these sick-ass jackets, which I didn't even mention. Those are sick. Control. Like, those are not... Yeah, that is sick. With a little built-in lens cleaning cloth. Hey! Oh, yeah. Dude, that's sick. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Fuck. Can, 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 I talk about, can I talk about animals at UPS? Yeah. Of course. Always. Sure. I, I sent you guys that picture through the group chat, that woman just, like, walking down the middle of the street. Oh, a while ago? Yeah, it was like yeah. last week. But just these people that don't know how to use sidewalks. Again, I was just... Yeah, we've uh, had this conversation, yeah. I know we've had this conversation, but it, I, I can't deal with it anymore, man. I, I'm at my wit's end here. I, I crave I crave Deathmobile 3000. Yeah, I was going to say, have you considered just running them over once and for all? <laughs> This happened. This happened again. At like the end of a cul-de-sac, like a couple's like walking their dog at like in noon. The I don't. Middle. They don't have. The, yeah, it's like fucking thirty degrees outside. It's noon, and they're just like walking their dog. And they're like, okay, you guys don't have a job or anything. <laughs> and they're just like they like get down to the cul-de-sac, and instead of like going back and up the uh, sidewalk. They just decide to like walk lazily, like in the middle of the cul-de-sac, and like go up the other side of the street where there is no sidewalk, and then walk along the side. Like, man, I got deliveries to make. Why you people like in my way? Please, just I I don't know. Like, just people just don't know what public infrastructure is in South Carolina, just suburbia in general. It's I I, I crave death. I I want people. To have horrible things to happen to them. That's the end. Jeez. <laughs> if you or someone you know is in the Greenville area and sees a brown UPS truck, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> a brown UPS truck rubbing its engine at you when you're not on the fucking sidewalk that's right there meant for you, you animal. Is it possible <laughs> these people are, you know, maybe hoping to get run over in, you know, hopes of a payday? insurance yeah, well good luck trying to cash that when you're dead what can brown do for you <laughs> can send you straight to saint peter that's what we can fucking do for you <laughs> oh, I, I had the right of way i was a pedestrian yeah good luck good luck explaining it to god apparently that gives you a do-over according to some people all right that was animal planet <laughs> Uh, next up is the good old media check-in where we talk about what we've been watching, what we've been uh, playing the past week. Uh, I spent basically my entire weekend playing iRacing. That was fun. Can we talk about the Sim Racer movie? 
Oh man. Oh, okay. So oh. last week, right after we recorded the podcast, we watched the Sim Racer movie <laughs> together, and it was a wonderful experience. Not because the movie was good, but because it was, it was, it was bad. I mean, it was. I thought it'd be bad, but it was. It was. It was really oh, bad. God. I couldn't take the cringe, so I I sat this one. Up. <laughs> oh, that's just because you're a tit man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it we felt like a high school project. We all know Earl saved that movie, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. If oh, absolutely. A, if you're in a feat, you will like that movie. <laughs> well, no there's two storylines. There's one storyline where a guy has to sim race to make money to pay rent. And then there's another storyline where a guy has his friend sim race so he can suck some toes. It's, you know, hey, yo, standard what? procedure. Slap, did you, oh, you kidding. didn't watch this with us, did you? No, I, I went to bed. Alert. Oh, you missed it. This movie, was, this movie was made for you, Slap. You gotta watch it. was actual toe-sucking? Correct. It was <laughs> it, it was like a, a main part of the story. We are not this kidding. girl throws her feet up on the bar with like five minutes left in the movie, and Earl That's looks to the that. heavens and says, thank you, God. She says suck that. She, she says, says suck, suck on him. Yeah. Did Rusty yeah. make this? <laughs> <laughs> Was Rusty the executive producer? The producer's barely disguised fetish. Was that what we were talking uh, about? I'm also I'm Quint also gonna Darandino. I'm also gonna spoil the last shot just because you guys have had time to watch this. The movie literally ends with an ass grab and then roll credits. <laughs> Literally, and that's the yeah. end of the film. Send me the link to this. I think I might need to watch this on my own. Time. <laughs> yeah, $10. Mr. Chance, you gotta. Well, I mean, you can still watch it, but you gotta pay it. I mean, yeah, I know it's... every time that I get off, uh, I get a letter in the mail that apparently I owe nine thousand dollars on a house that you know my parents inherit you know i inherited from my parents i just i go details, out right. and stand at the ocean <laughs> and just look out at the vast ocean contemplating the meaning of life and up walk, walks up a cute chick who just happens to be signed up for the same race on iRacing that i am super late at usa international opens up she walks up like the dude is like sad he needs a bunch of money he's gonna do the sim race to pay it off the girl walks up is like hey uh, I'd like to see you naked. Also, hi, I also sim race, and I'm also in this event. And it's like... The the main character Who's... is such a wuss. Like, you have there no, is no reason, reason to, to root for him. him. Yeah, yeah, like, there's no redeeming... You're just supposed to feel sorry for him. He, like, I do. Means, I feel sorry for him. He needs $9,600 and rides a $10,000 motorcycle the entire movie. Fully furnished house, you know? Could definitely yeah. sell some of that. Oh, and apparently all the sim shots are shot as if they are actually racing real. Car. Like he's sitting in the cockpit in iRacing. His weird crew chief they, like, is sitting on the in. on the pit box in the sim. Operating apparently. a race as opposed to like a Discord, like a normal like I wanna I wanna set. give a shout out to the uh uh the bad guy's crew chief had some of the worst acting I've ever seen in oh, anything. Oh, but it was oh it was so anything funny. ever. Anything ever? Oh my god! It was like at a Sharknado. It was. It was so. It was entertaining. Oh, I thought. I thought was this fantastic. was like a documentary. I didn't know this was like a. Uh, no. Film. no. Fuck. No. Someone watched hey, Days we... of Thunder and was like that, but in a super late model race in i racing. <laughs> oh my god! Now we get the wonderful Parker Brakes subtitling too in our fine viewing. <laughs> Yeah. The other I thing mean, is, is that if you want drama, go back to like 2022 when I owed $16,000 to the IRS and my fucking roof started leaking and my AC went out and I I burned through $20,000 in the the span of like three months. Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Right, take it easy over there. <laughs> The other thing I think that was really bad that actually could be cool about a sim racing movie, if you think about, like, Days of Thunder and, and uh, Talladega Nights and everything, all the live-action shots, they had to actually go to a track and shoot them and probably do 30 or 50,000 takes of every single scene to make sure, like, every crash was right or they got the right people, whatever. And... The the thing about iRacing is you can get the camera shot the exact camera shots you want. You have an unlimited number of attempts at it, and the in sim shots they had in the movie were just like really poor, like so out of and blurry, out of focus, like didn't make sense with the plot. Like, and you they had all the time in the world to set up those shots and do it exactly how they wanted, and 
it, I don't know. I was shocked that that wasn't better. The plot itself doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah. When they're trying to get into this event, and he's like, all right, the top five from this heat race or whatever advance into the main event, and the guy's sitting in second, and he's like, I need to win this, I need to win this, and then he gets wrecked. And it's like, who wrote this? Did no one watch this before it went out? I don't know. I don't want to dog on the creators too hard because they clearly were passionate about it. But man, that was absolute high school where, project. Where can I watch this at for my? It own is worth the five bucks. I will say, like, it's if you five look bucks at to rent on Amazon Prime. I'm yeah. not spending that money. Somebody pirated that shit for I me. I feel like they may have made that movie just so they could get some like toe and like acid involved in their lives. Well, they they sponsored a bunch of iRacers too, right? And put logos on their cars. Spend money trying to promote it that way. It's a psyop. It's they, a they sponsored uh, my '87 event in last May, I think, actually, or yeah, July, yeah. which whichever one. And I'm doing I'm doing them a real solid by by talking about it right now. But sorry, no one watches this podcast. Oh, true. Darn. Uh, Two hundred people spent, do. We also spent the hard-earned money to watch this film, so they should be happy. Sure, we can talk about. I was entertained. It was worth the five dollars, just not. It the was. Way it, that was. They... it was a. It was a great viewing experience probably. with my friends. <laughs> um, what else have y'all been watching this week? I finished Chainsaw Man. It's fucking fantastic. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I saw you uploaded that video. I watched it. That was a good video, man. Yeah, man. Ah, oh, dude. It's, yeah, apparently the second season is supposed to be so much fucking better. Oh, oh yeah. my god. God almighty. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid, but it's so good at the same time. I love it. I uh I got fucked up in the iRacing 24. <laughs> just wrecked a lot. Uh had fun though. I I literally Did you, did you wreck it you, right away? <laughs> I okay, I might have crashed in the first hour. Uh <laughs> <On laughs> kind of just set the tone for the rest of it. <laughs> One of these years we're gonna win it again. We'll we'll return to glory. This um, what happens when you take me off the sponsorship. I'm just saying. You're acting like that was my decision. That wasn't my decision. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. You literally said don't put me on the car because literally everyone already knows who I am. So don't do it. <laughs> oh, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you literally don't gaslight I, me on I my own am, show. I am going to need that in writing or on tape. Someone else I, was there. Uh, well, uh, we're gonna need a witness. All right. Well, we don't have one, so. I All right. Then there, this is but... Kangaroo Court. What? Call Cody H Gaming to the stand. All right. We call Cody H Gaming. Oh, listen. Regardless of what the situation was, I would have sponsored <laughs> that car. Kind of glad I didn't, given the result. You did take a big fat fucking L. <laughs> we got a top ten. That's uh, a big fat fucking of, L. Where I'm out of from. like thirteen cars. <laughs> Yeah, like 17. <laughs> uh, last time I was on the car, you won, I do believe. I'm That's not true. That uh, last year we did horribly too. And you were on the car. I, mean, all right, we well, all I have it. a winning record in the past. All right, we have gotten the win yeah. before. Yeah. Big Fan Esports is currently wearing a big fat like 0 and 1, so that's not good. <laughs> big L Esports. We had fun. That's what matters. All right, you had fun, but when you want to win, let me know. I'm right here. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll call you up next year. Let me know. I'm right here. Uh, Rusty, what's it next year? Uh, yeah, yeah. So the plan is we're running bottom split, me and Cody, maybe a couple other animals, and we're going to we're gonna take the, the podium, baby. We got this. <laughs> we're going to wreck on lap like seven. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Head in the, head in the fucking bird. <laughs> That's yeah, it's a joke for like eight people. <laughs> From eight years ago. Yeah, if, unless anyone else has any other media they want to talk about. Nah, get us out of here quick. Hit the music. Send them in, guys. The whole podcast is dead. It's falling apart as quickly. Welcome to Fan Mail. Fan Mail. Send them in, guys. Send them in, guys. Remember, going to send us in an email. Uh, we'll, just play that again. We'll can, we, can we run it back? Sure. Run it back.
Run it fucking back. Blake's about to like yeet out of here and turn in mail. This is fantastic. <laughs> All right, welcome to Fan Mail, the segment where we read your fan mail. Yeah. Send them in. Stripards presents at gmail.com. We will read it on the show. Uh, we only got three emails this week, and then I asked today for more and only got two more. So, uh, shout out to Carl. We already read his stuff. Uh, you know, great reporting on the scene of the, the great molasses flood. Um, and then we got two more emails uh, from the usual suspects. First one comes in from Harley Payne. Uh, who says I'm never staying up for 24 hours again? Had a great time doing the uh, watching the i i Rolex 24. Can't believe I made Team No Sleep. Yeah, don't do that. Um, uh, and expect more memes. Uh, all right, questions. Who do you consider to be the Mount Rushmore of racing drivers? The only stipulation is you can't have two guys that predominantly raced in the same series, i.e., Earnhardt and Petty or Senna and Schumacher. Choose wisely. Mm. You know what would make this really fun if you just disqualified F1 and NASCAR? It can make everybody really think about this. Who are the mm. four greatest drivers from completely different disciplines to not race F1 or NASCAR? Maybe IndyCar too. Literally, who would? Who's left? I don't know. Sebastian like Loeb. Well, no, Juan Pablo is F F1 <laughs> <laughs> and NASCAR. We would need a rally guy who's probably Sebastian Loeb. We'd need like uh Jim Clark. Mario and Dre. He raced F one. Oh, I got F1. smoked. I don't think you well. I mean I mean, are they saying like you can't have like more than two F one or more than they two? They can't have more than one. More, so you, you can't essentially got to pick your anything. favorite from each. Yeah, you got to pick an F1 guy, an NASCAR guy, and then two others from something right, else. Uh, Mario Andretti, Richard Petty, sure. Sure. Fangio, Ken Block. Oh, but Ken Block, like he wasn't like a motorsports guy. He was like a lifestyle. Oh, Mount guy. Rushmore. When was Mount Rushmore built? In the 1920s. They had Theodore Roosevelt on there. He's only been president for like ten fucking years. He still belongs, though. Yeah, Ken Block fucking belongs. Fuck you. On the mo <laughs> on, a, on a motorsports Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I love I love Ken Block, but he made like a couple videos where like he drove a car and slid it a little bit. Like, yeah, Theodore we put him up there on the Mount Rushmore. In the Spanish American War and was president, and that was it. Bro, right. he did a, he did a little bit more than that. If we want to really boil it down. Oh, or he made the national park system. Okay, there might have been <laughs> there might have been a few more things that took place. Like what? Uh, listen, we can. You don't know this. shit. Shut the fuck up. Theodore listen. Roosevelt is a fraud. <laughs> oh, All right, next I'm question. Block, I'm putting Kim Block, listen. Fangio, Richard Petty. Listen, you see all those teddy bears, see all those teddy bears in your background that you sleep with at night. You know who you got to thank for that, Theodore Roosevelt, motherfucker. <laughs> sure. All right. Next question comes in from Andrew R. Uh, Apparently, says, I'm only person who like answered that goddamn question, but you know, do continue. Uh, with the news that Happy Harvick has finally decided to hang up the helmet, it'd be fun to ponder two questions. One: Which Harvick was the better Harvick? Twenty-nine Harvick or four Harvick? Four. Four, I mean, yeah. Four. That's not even a question. Done. All right. Two. No, tw 29 Harvick. <laughs> 29 Harvick. Nice. For what? For, for going after the Dylan boys and saying that they're a bunch of rich kids born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Yeah, that is jumping based. over cars and pit road to get after Greg. Yeah, we beating the shit out, out of Greg Biffle. That was all based. I bet three and, quarters and of like winning. the laps led in his career have come from the four car. Never winning. Yeah. One of five hundred in that. Yeah, pushing you, Jeff Gordon to that fight or whatever. four. He's been the Everybody. best driver in the world since he got in that four car. Yeah, like, the period. four turned him up to. A no, no, no. When you when you think of Kevin Harvick, you think of him trying to get in a fight with Ricky Rudd driving the twenty nine. 
winning the 500, driving the 29, talking shit about the Dillon uh, brothers, driving the 29. Winning the championship? Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's some fucking... Imagine out Mark Martin for the 500 in the Fuck you. What about the big three when he won like eight races that season or whatever? Okay, fine. It's the bullshit. In the fucking championship. Well, you just said the championship's bullshit. God damn it, slap Bitcoin. Bullshit. It's well, not, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you want a bunch ago, of races. He would have had the championship racked up after Texas. With yeah. Two races left. Okay, fine. It's all playoff error. It's all fucking null and void. <laughs> all right, next question. Uh, who takes over? Matter. Who takes over the uh, number four once he's gone? Do they do they call perps cold custard or do they pull someone from trucks? Majeski Rhodes Deegan. Probably think? Custer. Probably you know, Custer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Custer. Yeah. it makes sense. Custer, really, it makes sense that they'd push him down to Xfinity and probably tell him like, "Hey, bud, you're only going to be here for a year. We'll we'll get you back up there." Uh, do they really? He's going to win like ten that races in Xfinity this year. Yeah, he's going to kick ass. What makes you think they care enough to like bring him back up? Because his doesn't his dad work for the team? Isn't his, his dad like, like really the high up? President of that fucking. All right, yeah. well, that's it's like Cindric. Clearly that. Clearly, that wasn't enough to keep him up there in the first place. So, like, what? Well, changed? I, I think, I one think one top five since twenty twenty. They're gonna give him a year. He's probably gonna kick ass and move him back up, and then it's only a well, matter of time until Almirola opens up his seat for the rest of them. So, yeah, Almirola was supposed to retire, but he didn't. He's being a weirdo. I mean, it's one thing to right. kick ass, but I, I'm gonna have to see it to believe. All right, I, I think you will, but. That remains to be seen. We'll do our 2023 predictions uh, episode later on. God damn that it. I don't want to say goodbye. Uh, we need to figure out a title for this episode. What the hell do we call this? Molasses Brown and molasses. Rusty can't stop laughing. Molasses Pompeii is pretty good. All right. Uh, Blake, sorry. Thank but, you. you know, Blake, thanks for coming yeah, on the show. Sorry, sorry, you ended up on a list. I'm sorry you got canceled, but yeah, it was worth it in the end. Biggest yeah. honor of my life. Right here. <laughs> it's dead. <laughs>